Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. You know, Michael, it's not fair that uh, that Angel's Envy gets to be our whiskey today, because what has it done for us recently? How, how come it gets to be on the show in a, in a prominent position uh, when, when it hasn't been on the show in over a year? Well, uh, frankly, because I wanted it. Oh, okay. Um, I wanted it to be that way. I okay. wanted to drink some Angel's Envy because it's one of my favorite whiskeys. Okay. Yeah. And so I decided... I, I made the call. So you booked it? I booked it. And and here it is. Here it is in this nice glass for us to to drink it and, and try it again and remember how good it is. Except there's a problem. You see where I'm going with this, right? Oh, I know exactly where you're going with it. There's a problem with that metaphor. <laughs> Angel's Envy whiskey's actually good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually good not saying that a certain someone isn't good. He just hasn't had a whole lot of success. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, we are drinking angels envy this week and I completely preempted the, uh, the normal yeah, I welcome had, back to whiskey and wrestling. You know, I had no idea what was happening when you first started <laughs> speaking. And then it, you know, as you went, I'm like, okay, I know what he's doing, but yeah, uh, we're drink, drinking angels envy this week. This is of course a, uh, Nice Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey that is finished in port wine barrels. 43% uh, alcohol by volume, making it 86 proof. It's actually 43.3%, so 86.6, but that's, you know, semantics. It's got a really nice bottle. This is one of my favorite bottles I on the market. The bottle. It's tall, it's narrow, they've put wings on the back of it. It's a really, really pretty bottle, like... A lot of the whiskeys that you'll see out there that are the, the quote-unquote, the good whiskeys, right? Yeah. The bottles look like they were designed by some, you know, third grader. Yeah. Um, they're not good bottles. They're And the thing is, what really gets me is a lot of these bottles, they're like limited run. Mm-hmm. And they use the, hey, I went on Timu and I bought these bottles, right? <laughs> That's how you save money, Jason. Instead of like, and then here's Angel's Envy that has a special bottle for them. Mm-hmm. And they're just a, go down to your liquor store and buy it. You know, this yeah. isn't a special run liquor that, that, you know, you would think, okay, they only had to order a thousand of the bottles or something. Yeah. And it's a nice classy bottle. If you see a bottle of Angel's Envy, you know, yeah. this was an Angel's Envy bottle. So absolutely. Shall we drink? We shall. Cheers. Cheers. Such a good whiskey. Mm-hmm. I've always liked that one. Um, we had one of uh, one of the people I work with was retiring over Christmas, and uh, they are into whiskeys and bourbons and stuff. And so a couple people came to me and they're like, "What whiskeys and bourbons should we get?" And I was like, "Well, 
let me find out what he likes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I worked it into a conversation with him, and I'm like, okay, look, you can't go wrong with Angel's Envy. You can't go wrong with any of the redemptions, and those are your budget options. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know, your Four Roses, it, we had just, we've developed a flavor profile amongst those whiskeys that mm-hmm. I don't want to stray too far from them. Yeah, like, I, I've always I've always loved Angel's Envy. The, uh, the vanilla, because, like, there is a, to me, there's a very strong vanilla smell and mm-hmm. vanilla taste with this whiskey. Yeah. Um, which is weird because port wine has nothing to do with vanilla. Yeah. Bourbon has nothing to do with vanilla. <clears throat> but there you go. I do need to see if I can get my hands on a bottle of the Angel's Envy Rye. Yes. Or, or the, uh, yeah, the high rye version. Yep. Um, that was going to be we've, spicy, I think we've spicy, had spicy, that. Spicy. We've had that before because mm-hmm. I had a bottle of it, and I think it disappeared in the great uh the great flood the great liquor crash of 2020 (laughs) whatever that was (laughs) 2023 right but uh yeah it was good stuff absolutely but um so So, you know hey speaking of good stuff mm -hmm. we're gonna start with the good stuff that we want to talk about absolutely um that way we can leave y'all on a downer because you know wrestling (laughs) because wrestling that's (laughs) Most wrestling matches, the match tends to be good, and then the end is what screws it up. So we're going to follow Especially that Especially in pattern. a certain company that will uh, <coughs> currently, we'll name it later. Yes. Uh, so we had some news today, or over the past few days, rather, of uh, wrestlers that had been released recently yeah. from WWE. Um, one, even an AEW star, who have now made returns. Yep. We had... Uh, Nick Himmeth, Nick Nimeth, Nick Nimeth, Nick Nimeth. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler is mu- yeah. much easier to say. <laughs> it's because um, we're so used to, it. right? Uh, yeah, he's made his return to New Japan Pro Wrestling yep. and the newly christened TNA. Yep, he has shown up in both. Um, Top Dollar, mm-hmm. Huhata, AJ Francis, I think. Yes. He has shown up in TNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana Brooke. Now known as uh, Eleg- Ash by Elegance or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Ash by Elegance, which I'm interested to see how they take that. That's an odd name. Yeah. I saw some speculation on Reddit that could be an interesting idea. I don't know if wrestling has the balls to do that idea. So what was that idea? That basically she's a sponsored wrestler. That could be interesting. Uh, you know, the, like the Elegance or, you know, because Ash by Elegance almost sounds like Sounds like a perfume. Yeah, you know, or perfume might maybe elegance by ash or something. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with the former Dana Brooke. Yeah. Uh, TNA appears to be loading up. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk more about this later, but there's another company that should really be worried. Yes. If yes, TNA really has their stuff together and we remains to be seen. Like, mm-hmm. We've seen one show under the newly branded TNA. Right. Um, but. Jungle Boy mm-hmm. has, has now shown up uh, in New Japan. Yeah. Where he attacked Onita, I think. Yeah, one of them. I don't remember who. And then ripped up his AEW contract and threw mm-hmm. it on the ground. Uh, New Japan and, and AEW, of course, have a, a working relationship. So I'm almost. A thousand percent sure this is a this is a uh, a work. Right? Yeah, I'm positive that this is a work. I'm positive so, that this is this may even be Jungle Boy being like, "Look, 
Tony, I know you're not going to want to, you don't want me to, to wrestle for you anymore. Uh, yeah. Because Tony, I think maybe blames him for the CM Punk situation. Uh, something that was cool was he, he pulled out a black armband that said scapegoat mm-hmm. and pulled it up his arm. Yeah. So, uh, so it could be one of those situations where he's just working in New Japan. Why Tony comes to terms with the fact that yeah. Phil Brooks is a, is gone. is gone and is a dick. Yeah. And, did his best to ruin his company. Yeah, and uh, honestly, uh, partially succeeded. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk more about that. So, yeah, so we've had a lot of people show back up. It's nice to see people landing. More importantly, it's nice to see them not landing in AEW. Yes. Um, yeah, they, even though we were fans of, or at least I know I was championing the idea of uh, Nick Nemeth showing up in AEW. I, I would have liked to have seen it. A few months ago. Yeah. After this last After, couple months. Yeah. Like, I have, and we may as well go on into it, right? Because it's probably going to take up the majority of what we talk about. Yeah. The only other thing I want to talk about okay. before we start talking about AEW, Matt Cardona. Okay. Matt Cardona cut a promo the other day that I thought was amazing. All right. He starts it off and he says, I'm sick and tired of all these former WWE wrestlers coming into the independent circuit and taking people's money, taking jobs and mm-hmm. all this other stuff and ask who would do that as he's standing in front of all his WWE titles. Right. The man gets it. Yes, he does. He, oh, I also, <laughs> I also completely forgot about a return that we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alberto Del Rio. Oh, really? I missed that one. He made his return to a high school gymnasium. Oh, oh, yeah, cool. Um, there was a clip that showed up online of him wrestling in front of about thirty-five people. So, this man was WWE champion. He was he the was hottest TNA thing in wrestling for a while. Exactly, and he is wrestling in high schools now. Um, as part of that, he was accused, though not convicted, mm-hmm. of some pretty heinous heinous oh, yeah. crimes. Oh yeah, uh, the, his whole relationship with uh, Soraya, yeah, that, that got put out on the internet was just—I mean, that that made me that both of those people are just terrible individuals. So, absolutely. But yeah, I, I just thought that was funny that you know you go from selling out stadiums and, yeah. you know, arenas and things of that nature to a half-full high school gym. Well, isn't that the and it's not like, And it's not even like he's old, so it's one of those, like, this is the special attraction we're pulling in. But, you know, that's, that is the sad lifestyle of a professional wrestler. Yeah, it um, really is. With few exceptions, you go from being on top of the world to working into your your later years in front of crowds of 50 people. Yep. And, you know, if you don't believe me, you should uh, check out the documentary that was released, uh, what was that, about 10, 12 years ago, 14 years ago or so now, uh, The Wrestler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great, great uh, documentary on, on on how professional wrestling goes. That's, that's a joke. It's a really good yeah. movie. You should check great out The movie. Wrestler. Uh, but yeah. So should we move into speaking of aging 
companies and collapsing viewers <sighs> and everything so, else that comes along. So I'm going to pre- preface this by saying a couple of years ago, if you, you dig back in our back catalog, you're going to find where we talked about WWE being on top, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty down on them about their stories and what was going on and things of that nature. And we talked about AEW mm-hmm. and how they were, you know, the hottest thing going. They were the rising star. It wouldn't surprise us if sooner rather than later they were overtaking WWE. Mm-hmm. And the fact that TNA basically is just done, mm-hmm. right? I feel like we have to to redact some of that now. We have to go back and amend some of it. Because WWE is still, you can still say some of its stuff is boring. Mm-hmm. It is. AEW is no longer rising. AEW is plummeting to the earth like Icarus here. I mean, I, yeah, I, I they they have completely gotten away from what made them AEW. What made them different? Mm-hmm. They're trying to play WWE's game, and they can't. So, the our open. Right, where I was saying about Angel's Envy, why does it get to be on the 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 show again? It hadn't done anything in a year, blah, 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 blah. All right. So WWE, we talked about this last week mm-hmm. when we had uh the the announced mega return of Jinder Mahal and The Rock. Well, this week on Raw, Jinder was back out and Seth Rollins yeah. came out. And we are going to see at Rumble, Gender versus Seth. For the title. For the title. Okay. Booking, sure, whatever. Yeah. Tony Khan decided to go on Twitter and open his mouth mm-hmm. about how people gave him crap when he booked Hook in a match for a title after Hook had won so many straight matches and, you know, had been on TV and been doing this, and yet here's Jinder Mahal, and, like, he's name-dropping here. He's not oh, yeah. He's not vague-tweeting this. 100%. Here's Jinder Mahal, who hasn't been on TV in over a year, hasn't won a match in over a year, uh, well, hasn't won a match in over a year, and has only been on TV in, like, a manager's-type role being given a title shot for the only title in WWE that gets defended mm-hmm. uh, at one of the big four pay-per-views. Yep. He has a point in the sense that, yeah, gender hadn't been on TV in a while. No one really buys gender as a competitor anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows the only reason gender ever had a WWE title was because he got it before they went to India. Yeah. And pretty much as soon as they were done with India, like a month or so later, he lost it. Um, Even though the dude's Canadian. But. It is what it is. Yeah. And, and, but the thing of it is, just like I said earlier about the whiskey. Yeah, we haven't had Angels Envy on here in a while. A lot of that is due to us wanting to try new whiskeys. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is. I looked in my liquor cabinet and I said, this is what I want for right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody buys genders beating Seth for the no, championship. Of course not. What they, what triple H did is he looked into his liquor cabinet, mm-hmm. which is funny. Cause as far as I understand it, 
he doesn't drink. Right. But he looked into his his cabinet and he said, okay, I've got this show coming up and I have this guy who's available. Yep. And I can tell a story with this. It's a story that can be told. And it can be somewhat believable. Like, remember, nobody thought gender was going to win the title yeah. in don't, the first place. Don't hinder gender. And then he won. Again, I don't think he's winning this time. No, I think I that this think is, is a placeholder to push to Mania where we're going to see CM Punk versus you see, Seth Rollins. I, I 100% we're going to see Jinder and Seth. They're going to do their thing. It's going to be a pretty physical match. Mm-hmm. Seth is going to win. And when they're going off the air, you're going to hear uh, Punk's music. Because yeah. Punk said he's going to be in the Rumble. Either Punk wins the Rumble... And that's how we set up Punk versus Seth. And then we figure out another way to set up Cody versus Roman. If we're still planning that. Yeah. Uh, Or Cody wins the Rumble again. And Punk ends up challenging Seth somehow. Well, I mean. Maybe Punk goes to uh, Punk wins Elimination Chamber or something. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is you, you have. Either you have Cody win the Rumble and Punk win Chamber, I think you or have you to vice do it that versa. Way. I think you almost have to do it that way, though, because Cody is a Raw superstar. Mm-hmm. Punk is a Raw superstar. Roman is on SmackDown. Yeah. So I think if you're going to go that route, Cody has to win the Rumble so that he can get his pick of who he wants to, to fight. Yeah. I, and and then fair Punk, enough. Then Punk wins the Elimination Chamber, and there are your main events. Punk versus... Seth for the heavyweight and uh, Cody versus Roman for that title. Or you you end up somehow with Cody versus Roman before Mania. Mania uh, Roman drops the belt. I don't see that happening. And then you have Roman Rock at Mania for the head of the table. The, which the is the way they probably is, should do it. But Yeah, the, the only other thing I can think of is... Roman gets put into the chamber match for some reason, and Cody wins that. It could be. But that is unsatisfying. It is. As as a story, uh, it, you know, for, from Cody's perspective, from Roman's perspective, if they're just trying to get Roman versus Rock, mm-hmm. well, then it doesn't matter. Exactly. So, um, but now we, we got with way that off being the topic said, of it. We did. With that said, Roman's in a fatal four-way Yep. at Royal Rumble. With L.A. Knight, AJ, AJ Styles, and, and Randy. Randy. So he may drop any the belt of there. Them, any of them could take the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy getting one last title or, or potentially one last title, mm-hmm. carrying that to Mania and then dropping it to Cody. You've got a story there. Yep. With Cody and Randy and their history oh, with you legacy. Absolutely do. Uh, which actually I. That's probably would, more. That would, that would be, be better. That would be a better story than Cody Roman to me. That would be a really good story. It would get it would get Randy to fifteen. Mm-hmm. So he's only one away at that point from tying the record with yeah. Ric Flair and John Cena. Yeah, um, I can see something like that happening, and it would be a really compelling story. Does it make sense? Randy's a face right now. Of course, yeah. Randy is Randy. Yeah, he can turn tonight. He could be if a face or to. heel, depending on how he wanted to be. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly think I like that story better than, I think I do too. than Cody going I back really up against Roman. Uh, not that Cody Roman would be a bad story. I just, that moment was a year ago. Yes. And they've done, not really done enough in my they've mind. They've done nothing with it. To make me feel like Cody they've done nothing deserves a, a second chance. So that goes into, you know, we talked about a little bit of boring booking. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it. When we go back to gender here, who else do you put in that spot other than gender right now? Well, okay, when you look at it as a whole picture, yeah, because you needed a former WWE champion. Yep. Because remember the the whole reason the whole gender reason was exactly. because we were swerving off of the Rock. Yep. We have a former WWE mm-hmm. champion. So who do you look at? AJ had already returned. Um, who else is on the active roster that, that could have done it? We're not getting Del Rio out of them high schools. No, no, he's never going to be back in WWE. Uh, it, I mean, I don't know. I don't maybe know they who... could have teased like a re-sign of like a Dolph or something, but he'd already signed with New Japan apparently. Mm-hmm. So that's not an opportunity. Um, you know, maybe um, Braun. But yeah, maybe his as far as I understand, he's rehabbing his injuries. Yep. So could he have made it back? Not I, don't, I don't know what there. his health is. We haven't seen Seth versus Jinder mm-hmm. in in many years. Yeah. No, um, and and Jinder's right there. <coughs> he hadn't been on TV for a while. He's healthy, as yep. far as we know. Yeah. And it made for an easy can, swerve for the rock. It made an easy swerve. You can also poke and, the the three man band thing mm-hmm. with him and Drew. Yeah. Um. Even though he's not in, in WWE right now, but you can still poke that history. It, it makes sense if you think yeah. about it. If you sit down and think about it for more than oh, it's Jinder Mahal. It makes sense. Now it, I don't. It, I don't like the whole we're going to book him as the evil foreigner, but. That that's WWE. A, that's a wrestling trope for that, WWE. Yeah, that that's that's a WWE trope. So, and it's not even just a WWE trope. It's everywhere. It's wrestling. It, it's a wrestling trope. So, you can you can step outside of the box and you can look at this and go, okay, I, I can buy this, or you can you can be in the bucket of saying, no, I don't buy gender coming in and in two weeks has a a, a terrible face off with the Rock. Has a promo with Seth, and is now challenging for the title. But there was nothing wrong with his face off with the Rock. No, there wasn't. It, you know, as far as a well, when I say terrible face off, I'm talking about you, in a story yeah. sense. Yeah, gender got absolutely buried. Yeah, no, but as far as wrestlers go, gender <coughs> is solid. He's not a top top of the card guy. I'm no. Not saying that he's, he's a, a mid solid mid card mid card dude, and. He is somebody who, because he's had the title before, in a decently successful reign. Yeah, you know, go back and we can contrib- we can can we can shit on that reign all we want. <laughs> <laughs> we can it, critique. Was, yes, that is the word that my mouth would not form, my tongue would not cooperate. But we can critique it all we want. It was decently successful for the time. It did what they wanted it to do. It Not did. successfully. They wanted to carry a 
you know, an Indian. They wanted somebody with an Indian heritage to carry to India. Carry to India. Sure, why not? That worked. Now, as far as why they wanted that, I don't think it all worked Pand- out for him. I think that. <laughs> Pandering. <laughs> but, hey. But there's nothing wrong with Jinder Mahal getting a title shot. Nothing at all. Because let's. There's let's also be real, nothing people. wrong. Because let's be real, people. Let, let's step back. This is scripted. <laughs> this is athletic theater. Wins and losses don't matter because they have no basis in reality. Which takes us back to Tony Khan and him melting down. And that's Dude, the only term. That's he the had only a term. I mean, meltdown. It is a- over the fact that people are talking about gender Mahal more than they are about Hook. You know, we, we joked a couple of years ago about the whole Tony Khan Booker of the Year. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan, absolutely, right now, is Booker of the Year for WWE. <laughs> right? Because his little meltdown and rant on Twitter mm-hmm. put a lot of eyes on the fact of gender facing Seth. Yeah. Like, Triple H needs to send this dude a bouquet of roses and say, hey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate, appreciate all it, the uh, the publicity. <laughs> Um, like I don't get it, I and do it got not. worse too. Because not only not only do you have like he 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 jumped all over this right. Mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff made a couple of comments, and then comments were made back to Eric about him just being salty that Tony Khan didn't hire him uh, for AEW. Uh, several 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 wrestlers have made comments about dude, lay off. You are doing nothing but ruining things for so, yourself. Okay, let's let's talk about Eric Bischoff real quick. I don't think he wants to be an active participant Only in modern either. professional wrestling. Do, is he happy to come in and and do a spot here or there? Is he good for a check? Absolutely. Yeah. Is is he happy to do eighty three weeks with Conrad? Sure, it gives him some money every week. But the man is pretty much retired. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he wants to get back into. Full on every week, running a show or being part of running a show. I, I just don't see it from him. Yeah. Um, I also don't think he has a place in modern wrestling right now. No, there's um, a lot of uh, you know. I'm not going to take credit for coming up with this. I saw it somewhere. God only knows where. But you know, somebody mentioned that there are several people out there that no longer have a place in modern wrestling. Eric Bischoff is one of them. Yep. Then you you have Vince Russo. Yeah. And uh, uh, Cornette. Cornette, Jim Cornette. Uh, you know, they've, they don't have a place in modern wrestling yeah. anymore. The sport, the industry has moved past them. As much the as, zeitgeist has moved past them. As much as I dislike Vince Russo, mm. as much as I dislike Jim Cornette and their takes, you cannot argue the impact that they made on wrestling. No, you whole. can't. You can't. Same same with Bischoff. Bischoff tends to have more... Bischoff tends to have takes that I, I more agree with mm. in a lot of cases. There are some that he comes out there, and I'm just like, absolutely not, no. Well... But he tends to be a little more grounded when it comes to his takes on wrestling. He definitely... He managed to 100% make that switch from... Wrestling executive, yep, to television executive, yes. and and that is 
you know, of course he wasn't yes. successful on that side of things after Ted Turner fell apart. Right. But that's neither here nor there. He understood what his role was at the time. Mm-hmm. And he became the television executive that he yep. needed to be to run WCW. And unlike him, Cornette is stuck in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And Russo stuck in the 90s. Yeah. And while, yeah, there were a lot of cool things that happened in the Attitude Era in the 90s and early 2000s, there was a lot of trash. There was. that abs- And even a lot of the good stuff absolutely has no place in modern wrestling today. Yeah. A lot of the good stuff doesn't um, hold up. We talked about yeah, Trish we talked Stratus about last it. week. Yeah. You know. The 80s are the same way. Yeah. There was a lot of good stuff in the 80s. There's a lot of stuff in the 80s that has absolutely no place today. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff wouldn't even make it off of the the yeah. cutting floor. Like, you know. So, I mean, you know, if we were stuck in the 80s, you wouldn't see The Bucks. You wouldn't see Omega. You wouldn't see Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't see any of those. The, the, the I don't want to use that term, but the, the non-roided out hulks, right? You, you would, you wouldn't see the normal looking dudes. You're so, right. You wouldn't, you would see just people on steroids and drugs. Yeah. Cause so, that's what the eighties was. So we, we keep branching off here because there's a lot to, there's a lot to die to digest in all of this. So now we got Tony Khan. We've, we've made the comment about him playing with action figures before. That's what he's doing. We have him going on this insane rant about gender. We have him basically flatly refusing to do anything about Jericho. Because mm-hmm. I think, and I think we touched on it last week, whether the allegations against Jericho are true or false. Mm-hmm. The allegations were made. Yeah. Get him off of my TV until we know what's up. If well, we know and, it's all fake or all false, then that's cool. But he can take a week or two off. Here's all you have to do is, hey, these allegations have been made. Mm-hmm. We take these things seriously. This happened in our company. These allegations yep. were not something that happened, you know. This wasn't at, something at, that happened 30 years know, ago in WWE. It wasn't something that happened 30 years ago in WWE. It's not even something that happened two years ago in Podunk, Wisconsin. Yes, it this happened, happened in AEW in AEW's locker room. Mm-hmm. So we have suspended Jericho yep. pending the results we, of the investigation. We have temporarily suspended him. Yeah. Pending the results of the investigation. Now, two weeks later, when it comes out that the guy's like, yeah, I made it up. Yeah. Jericho, Jericho is Jericho is returned. You know, he's, he's yeah. back to active duty and they pay him for the two weeks mm-hmm. or whatever, you yeah. know, because the thing is, by not doing that, you show that whether the allegation is true or false, you don't care. Yeah. Pure and simple. You you don't care. Um, So you've got all this going on. I forget the rapper's name, but he was at uh, All oh, In. Oh, yeah. You mentioned it the other day, and I have no idea yeah. who this guy is. So. He was at All In. They're in England, mm-hmm. right? He saw what happened backstage between Punk and Jungle Boy and Joe and Tony and all that. 
and he said there was blood. So that was a big fight. Mm -hmm. He also has alluded to, as have a couple of other people, that even with all of that, he said, Tony was screaming, you're ruining everything. Why are you ruining everything? To punk. Mm-hmm. In the sense of, I'm, I want to keep you, but you are making it, you are making it impossible for me. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Because Tony Khan is the biggest damn mark of anybody. He's the biggest mark. And he's a big CM Punk fan, or he was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he, he still may is. still be. But CM Punk did everything in his power to make sure that Tony Khan could not keep him. Tony Khan is the anti-Vince in all the wrong ways. Mm. Vince McMahon has famously said hundreds of times, he doesn't have to like you to do business with you. I mean, his catchphrase there for quite some time was, it's best for business, right? Mm-hmm. So he always said he would work with anybody. I mean, you look at personal thoughts aside. He brought in. He brought in Bischoff. He brought in Eric Bischoff. He brought back Bret Hart after Bret yeah. knocked, you know, decked yeah, spit him. in his face and then knocked him out backstage. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like he. He's not a man. He gave Warrior several chances. Yeah. He's not a man that holds a grudge over a business opportunity. Yeah. Not saying he that may he's hold gonna, a personal grudge. Yeah, he may sure. hold a personal grudge, but he understood what his business was and that, okay, sure, Warrior screwed me. Mm-hmm. But he's a big draw as a name. Yep. And I'm going to it bring will him move back. Merchandise. Yeah. Um, Tony Khan's the exact opposite, I feel. I feel like Tony Khan would personally forgive anybody. But on the business side of things, I don't think he can put the... He can, I don't think he can separate the business no. from the personal. I've said it several times. I may have said it on air before last week. I don't remember. But Shad Khan needs to hire a nanny for Tony. Yeah. Switch him to diet cocaine. Because Tony is going to destroy AEW and in the process he's going to destroy ROH. He is already he is already well on his way with the gallons of gasoline and matches at the moment. Um you know, there for a while I would not miss AEW. Mm-hmm. We watched Dynamite up at the shop. I watched Rampage and Collision at the house. Yeah. Well, Wednesday night we do trivia now. Yeah. I've got a DVR. Mm-hmm. I do too. I could I could DVR uh, Dynamite and watch it back on Thursday. I don't. Um, I I don't watch Rampage or Collision. I may look and see what the results were if I see a particularly uh, interesting little news blurb pop up about one of the matches. If the matches, are, if somebody says, "Oh, that match was really really good," I'll go find it. Like yeah. I'll go seek it out. But as far as for me to box off my time like I had been We're not for AEW, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. Um, Where we pay attention to it through secondary sources, yeah. through what we see in the dirt sheets, what we, you know. 
because it has gotten to the point where it's it's almost painful to watch. They've set up Sting's final match. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Sting and Darby versus the Young Bucks. Yep. Why? And, and well, and here's the thing: the Young Bucks came out in suits. Yes, they did. So what we're setting up here is Sting's final retirement match, where Ric Flair is going to turn on him, mm-hmm. align himself with the Young Bucks. Again, because Rick signed why? a multi-year deal. Yeah, but again, why? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have Sting go out being screwed over in AEW. Yeah, or we're swerving fully, and and this isn't Sting's final match, which is its own can of worms, right? I mean, it just. A Darby heel turn, because mm-hmm. a heel Darby could be a fun watch. You can't have Sting. Sting is far too iconic to lose his final match. You know what? Now, back you know what? Day, I was going to say a Darby heel turn, but no, you have a you have Sting do a mini heel turn where he's telling Darby essentially to wake up and step into the role that he has as yeah. the future of professional wrestling, and. You have Darby beat Sting. I'm okay with Sting losing. That would I, be perfectly fine. I have no problem with Sting losing. Yeah, I have an day. issue with Sting losing to the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, you had the the veteran went out on their back. Mm-hmm. And they went out putting over somebody younger that needed the rub. They had set that up. Like I'm going to take us back to WWE for a second. But they had built the Undertaker up for that perfectly. Mm-hmm. That you have, you want to launch Roman Reigns' career? I still say, and I will always say, you have Bray Wyatt in the streak. Yeah, Bray Wyatt in the streak. You want to launch Roman Reigns' career, you have Roman in the streak. Brock Lesnar ending the streak did nothing. Yeah, no, it was shocking. It was shocking, but it it did nothing. But it did absolutely nothing. You don't. And that's what we're looking at now with Sting. I sit here and I look at that, and I look at Sting and Darby versus the Young Bucks. Who benefits out of this? No one. If Sting and Darby win, well, of course they won. It was Sting's final match, so it does nothing to put over Darby. Mm-hmm. Sting doesn't need putting over. No. At all. He's literally the and, icon Sting. Right. And the Bucks have come back to lose. If the Bucks win, you have Sting going out on his final match, losing to the Bucks. So one of the most iconic singles wrestlers in history mm-hmm. loses to a tag team. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The Bucks don't need the win over Sting to become any more of a household name than they are as far as wrestling is concerned. Beating Sting is not suddenly going to make you know Grandma know who Matt and Nick Jackson are. So that that does nothing. You are spot on that this needs to be Sting versus Darby. And you could do it either Sting Sting telling Darby, you know, a couple of weeks before Revolution, he says, you know, I've I've figured out who my final opponent will be. He does this like he does this the beginning of February, right? Mm-hmm. I've 
deter- I finally figured out who my last opponent is. And Rick's in the ring so that everybody's like, oh, God, it's going to be Ric Flair and this is going to happen, right? Yeah. And then he turns around and he looks at Darby and goes, you. And you have Darby being like, what? No, nah, no, nah, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then you have the story you just mentioned, you know, yeah. you have Sting basically telling him, you know, you've been by my side this last ride. I see all this potential in you. You can become the next icon. couple slaps to the face yeah. of, hey, it's time to step up. Wake you've up, got step, to step up. up. And then you have Darby beats Sting. Darby gets the rocket strapped to him because of right. it. And there we go, right? So you can do that. Or you have Sting mention somebody else if you want to turn Darby heel. Sting mentioned somebody else. He says he wants his final match to be pick a wrestler. It doesn't matter, yeah. right? Um, and Darby gets offended by it. Yeah. And Darby attacks Sting, screaming at him, I've been with you this whole time. I deserve to be the one that retires you. You know, all this kind of stuff. And now you have a heel Darby going into it, and Darby wins, and still gets the rocket strapped to him I mean, and goes, you know. Yeah, so if you, you do the face storyline that I mentioned, you, you mirror Ric Flair's WWE retirement. I'm sorry, I love you. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying that you do that. Matt's already done. Matt Jackson's already done that and but, got yeah. shit all over for it. No, like I'm not saying that you have Darby say I'm sorry, yeah. I love you, but you mirror that story mm-hmm. of, yeah. man, I idolize you. I don't want to be the one doing this. Yeah, but there I'm also go. not going to, you know, I'm also not going to take it easy on you. Yeah, I'm also not going to take it easy on you, and I know that you won't respect me if I, if I don't if I give do. you a hundred percent. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect, perfect booking. Yeah. So it's wrestling. It's wrestling logic. It's not hard. It's a very simple story to follow. And it actually means something. But going back, Tony doesn't care. Mm -mm. Tony wants to see matches. Yeah. He is not a booker. Mm -mm. He's a matchmaker. And there's nothing wrong with being a matchmaker. There's nothing wrong with that. But the fact of the matter is to an American audience, we don't watch for matches. We could, though. The problem is Tony is trying to do booking by being a matchmaker, and that doesn't work. He either needs to go full into the WWE soap opera-style wrestling booking, mm-hmm. or... He needs to go almost the other, he needs to go the other way entirely and go into the more Japanese style, I challenge you. And then you have a little bit of a build and then you have the match. And then after the match is over, whoever wins, somebody else comes out on the ramp. I challenge you. Yeah. And you do away almost with this story entirely. Mm-hmm. And then you just have, it almost puts it more of a, makes it feel more like a sport. At that point, right? Because it's no longer this, you know, I'm challenging you because I saw you backstage hugging my girlfriend. You know know what? You're right. That could work. That could work. And they had the opportunity to set AEW up for that because they remember they had the win-loss records. Instead of it becoming this weird story-driven, you have upper card, you have mid card, you have lower card. It could almost become more of a, you have a pool of guys who, based on how they win and lose, 
will shuffle them out into where they are in the card, but it wouldn't be out of the ordinary to see evil Uno versus John Moxley. Yeah. Because they really are just two dudes on the card. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with the, I mean, Uno's lost six matches and Moxley's won 17, but they're just two dudes in the locker room that Uno was the first one out the gate to challenge Moxley. Moxley's won 17, Uno's lost six, and Moxley, Moxley has lost 47 gallons of blood. Right. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> so, but I mean, it would make sense. Yeah. Because it would just simply be a, hey, if you challenge somebody, go. Yeah. That's how this works, you know. And then, you know, of course, we still know that the challenges are predetermined. Yeah, of course. Know, you know, but it adds a different dynamic. Tony didn't go that didn't route. Go that route. He would set it up to be able to do that route, and they abandoned it uh-huh. because it wasn't working with the well, way Tony was it wasn't was working booking. with story. Yeah. You, you have wins and losses in AEW matter. Okay. And then they don't matter. And then matter. we suddenly have a dude who's lost 14 uh, matches this year fighting for a title. I thought wins and losses mattered. Why is the guy it, who lost so much fighting for a title when the guy over here who's undefeated isn't? You know, you have to, if you're going to do a wins and losses matter, especially the way AEW is doing it, you have to have the most talented booker in the world. And you got to have a team behind him that is watching there. You, you got to plan it out. You can't have a week to week thing. You have to say, okay, at all in, we are going to have Darby Allen versus MJF for the title. Yep. Now, that's our goal. So these two need to look strong. We in their need fights. to have these two strong. Let's build back. How do we get there? Without story, they're just fighting. Yeah, just matches. So we now, okay. Now, Darby's our challenger. Mm-hmm. MJF is our champion. And so Darby has to have more wins. Anybody else on the card, yep. or or a better, yeah, let's just say he That's has that more record. Wins, better record than anybody else on the card, in order for him to be the one in that slot. So now we got to pay attention to that. Yep. And then okay. And the thing now is, we're looking at TNT title. Who are we doing for that? These people need to be right below the. In it just and you could still you could still book the the weird throw two singles people together tag matches. Because you could still have interference that would lead to the whole, hey, you know, the any enemy of my enemy is my friend, you know, that type of thing. You could still have all of that happen. You could still book in friendships. You could still book in rivalries. Yeah. And it would work. That's not what they did. Instead, we got this weird hybrid where wins matter until they don't matter, mm. until they do matter. We get these weird stories that get booked and then put on pause, mm-hmm. either due to injury or due to uh, forgetting that the story exists mm-hmm. until six months passed. And then when the story picks back up, it's like it's been going on the whole time or it's just been rather it's just it's been on pause. Yeah. So it picks up in six months as though it was the next week. Um, like Brady and I were discussing uh, the Adam Cole mm-hmm. yeah, reveal is the devil, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. And the fact that originally we were on board with Cole being the bad guy. You know, have him be the one that turns on MJF, where MJF has always been the, the heel, 
you know, we've got MJF pulled into that face and then somebody backstabs him legit mm-hmm. where he's been backstabbing all these people his whole career. Um, but then all the injuries, the fact that Cole couldn't be on TV. Yeah. Even just, though they tried, they tried with calls. They tried with that. A, a video call doesn't help build the tension at the side of the ring where he's out there at the ring apron and, you know, he turns around at the wrong moment. Yeah. It just, it didn't work. You know, it didn't work. So when he reveals, eh, kind of bland, not bad, but definitely not as good as it should have been. Yeah. You know, look at Hangman and his storyline, which I still say was a great storyline, but he was off TV for six months. I mean, yeah, it was due to his kid, you know, the whole thing, congratulations, all that, but that storyline should have been dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should have just been a story that goes in the pile of never finished. And when yeah. he came back, do something else with him. Or you reignite the storyline, mm-hmm. but you start it over. Yeah. You know, or you, you build back to it. Because after six months, no one cares. Yeah. The fire of the story is gone. You can build back to it, mm-hmm. but you can't just be like, Oh, yeah. Well, you have him come back, and you have him get in a feud with somebody else mm-hmm. temporary for a couple of months, and then something recalls that story. Yeah. And it's almost like that, oh, yeah, I was beating that dude's ass because of X. I should probably get back to that. Yeah. You know? But instead, we got what we got. They just, yeah. It will not surprise. Uh, there was a, an article I sent to our group that I found on No DQ. Mm-hmm. And it was very negative on AEW. To the point where it was like, if this is how AEW books through 2024, I don't see them being around in 2025. Yeah. I You know, I read that entire article. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree. The thing that... It may be a little too doom and gloom. But... If TNA... Plays their cards right. Mm-hmm. They're building a pretty good roster. They've got a pretty good roster already, and they're adding these strategic pieces that while not super mega hyper main event people, they're still really good. They still have potential. Yeah. I mean, look, they put their title back on Moose. Yeah. Sure, whatever. Moose has never been exciting for me as a champion, and I, I don't know that that was the right choice for a relaunched TNA. But I understand why he, they well, did it. Moose was in the recent years. Moose has been their most iconic champion, yeah. outside of like say Sammy Callahan, who's not with the company anymore. Yeah, uh, no, like or I, even Tessa Blanchard, who's not with the company anymore. I I, I understand it. I get it. I, I don't think it was maybe the right choice, but I understand why they did it. Yeah, and he's going to be feuding with the former Dolph Ziggler, which is great. Who. You can't take away the fact that Dolph was main event in WWE on more than one occasion. Yes. You absolutely. Know, like, that's a great launch like, for them. And having Nick Nimeth and, and constantly refer to refer to him as formerly known as Dolph Ziggler in your, you know, your press releases at the beginning. Yeah. So that people are like, oh, this is where Dolph is now. Oh, oh, this is good. Like, you know. Dolph was always flirting in the upper card. Mm-hmm. He had a world title. He got one. 
He didn't have it very long, but he got yeah. one. But Dolph was always flirting in the upper card. Mm-hmm. They, I always thought Dana Brooke had potential. She was never the the woman, right? Mm-hmm. But I always thought she had potential. That's and and TNA's yeah. knockouts division is killer. Oh yeah. Granted, 100%. they just lost Deanna Perazzo, but I think replacing her with Dana Brooke isn't exactly a downgrade. I, and and here's the thing. Impact never, they had a great roster. They had some great shows, but they never kept me. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Deanna Perrazzo is one of those that sure. She's talented in the ring. Her characters never grabbed me and said, Hey, this is somebody you should care about. It was just right. always like, okay, yeah, we're going to put the title on Deanna Perrazzo. Cause she came, just came right out of WWE. Right. And then she feuds with Mickey James, and then I forget that she exists. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's that's kind of how I I felt following Deanna Perazzo as champion. Having Dana Brooke in TNA mm-hmm. is going to exponentially help Dana Brooke, or she's gonna realize that she doesn't have it to make it in professional wrestling. You know? Yep. I mean, that's, that's, and that's it. And I think TNA is a very good place for that. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm telling you, it would not surprise me in the least. If TNA, if TNA gets back to what made them TNA, Mm-hmm. After they got outside of the cheeky little, oh, it stands for tits and ass. Look at that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they can get outside of that, they'll overtake AEW this year. Oh, 100%. Especially uh, with the the rumblings and chaos that seems to be going on around T, uh, AEW's deal with TNA or TNT and TB, TBS. Yeah, the, if, um, if Raw gets Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Tony better sit down, look in the mirror and say, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Cause in five have, years, look at what you real, have screwed up real conversation with himself. What happened? And then, you know, he needs to go talk to Amazon and get AEW on Amazon. Yeah. Cause I think that's his only hope at that point. Dude, do you know how cool it would be if, uh, Somebody like if TNA was able to mm-hmm. get on Amazon, that is the move. I'm sorry. Like I know they're but on access, but unfortunately, they're, they're on only like 37 right people yeah. on the country have access. Nobody's so. nobody's watching access. That that is their move. They they need to convince Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'll say Paramount. Yeah. Um, they need to convince one of these big companies, ESPN, yeah. Disney. They need to convince them to bring them, bring our product to your yeah. streaming service and your channel. Mm-hmm. And I understand that TNA has a streaming service. I don't care. Get rid of it. You bring it to one of the mainstream. Sell it, sell it to Amazon. Amazon mm-hmm. can uh, either Amazon can fold it in or Amazon can attach it for like a two ninety nine extra per month yeah. type thing. Uh, and there you go. And I would even say don't you know that's only if you want the back catalog. Yeah. 
But if you can get, say, uh, Wednesday nights on Amazon, mm-hmm. Tuesday nights on Amazon. We'll go with Tuesday night because there's not really any yeah. wrestling Tuesdays. Uh, like I said, uh, there's not. <laughs> TNA is a Thursday night show. Well, the so only reason I say only reason I say Amazon, you don't do that on Amazon. Well, yeah, Amazon has Thursday. Night they have football. Thursday night football, so you know you're kind of stuck there. You're going to end up on a different day. That's fine. Build off of it. But now you go from access, which is in what a million homes, and Maybe I, I'm, I, I'm guessing, that. you know, I don't know the numbers. Directv, here. I know Directv has access, but I don't think it's on like their cheaper packages. I think you mm-hmm. have to have like the the middle tier packages and higher to get it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, million million and a half homes. Yeah. Would be probably where I'd throw the dart to Amazon, which is in how many millions of homes? Let's see. Actually, have the the internet right here in the palm of my hand. What? I can look up. Hey, you mean it's twenty twenty four and we have technology at our disposal? Access TV channel. Let's look at their let's look at their website and see what it says. It's letting me know that I can watch TNA Hard to Kill. I can watch Nirvana live at the Paramount. That's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, Where is there about us? So, okay, according to some website, the first Google result I found asking how many people have Amazon Prime, Mm -hmm. 200 million members have Prime. Now, are all of them watching television on Amazon? No. But you know what? That's dramatically more than whatever you're going to find for access. It's still, you said 200 and something? I said, Amazon Prime has 200 million members. Jesus. Access is nowhere going to be nowhere near that potential audience. I was looking to see if there was a, like, even in Wikipedia here, like, here's where Access TV was founded. Here's where it was sold to Anthem Entertainment. Here's where they laid off a bunch of staff. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Interesting. Usually there's a quick thing. Okay, so I just quickly looked it up. Access TV is available to 50 million households. Yeah, okay. So that's that's what it's just a quick. Well, it's on direct TV. So, yeah. Now, and that was December 2020. That was December 2020. So. Assume that it's roughly so, the same. So we'll say fifty million. How many yeah, did well, you just say for Amazon? Two hundred million people have Amazon million. Prime. So that is four times as many millions yep. of people. Exactly. Of course, not everybody that has Amazon Prime has you know watches Prime TV. Of course not. And of course, not everybody who has Prime TV or watches Prime TV is going to watch TNA wrestling. Of but the audience. The ease of access is there. But you have it there. <laughs> the ease and, of access. No. <laughs> yeah. But you have it there. The, the ability to view is there. So and you have it run its little its little header things that pop across. And you you catch that guy like us, mm-hmm. you know, targeting our age range type thing that remember when TNA, you know, back twenty years ago, uh they remember seeing main event mafia. Yeah. They remember seeing uh Voodoo Kid Mafia. They remember seeing uh 
what was the Immortals. Uh, maybe they don't remember seeing Aces and Eights because no one wants to remember that. <laughs> but you know, but you, you go they back. They remember that and they go, I wonder how that show, I wonder how they're doing. Wow, it's good yeah. to see them still around. Yeah, you and they go turn back. it on and all of a sudden, whoa, is that Dolph Ziggler? Yeah, oh, no, this is Dolph Ziggler. Or you go back and you look and you see early CM Punk. You see the rise of the X division around AJ, AJ Styles, Styles Samoa, Samoa Joe, Joe, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Shark Boy, you know, Amazing Red, all of those. You see all of those people. You see, uh, what was it Monty? Was it Monty Brown that had the the pounce move? Yes, you know, mm-hmm. which just looks so much better. On an eight-sided ring or a six-sided ring when he can come from any direction. But I'm not saying TNA should go to a six-sided ring. I think that I I really think that the time for that has passed, like we were talking earlier. That was an eye-catcher back in the early 2000s. But if WWE gets Warner Brothers, if AEW doesn't take a step back and look at what they're doing... Their audience is going to continue to dwindle. Because I'll be honest, man, as as far as, you know, you see reports where Warner has said that they're happy with AEW. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you, I would bet you a million dollars that if WWE went to Warner Brothers and said, hey, so we're thinking about leaving our deal with NBC Universal. You want WWE programming? They would say AEW who? Yeah. You can you can throw Monday Night Raw on TNT. Mm-hmm. There you go. And now you yep. have the tie back to WCW Nitro. Yep. And guess what? WWE wrestling's owns, back on Monday nights. Wrestling's back on Monday nights. And WWE owns the rights to all of that old WCW stuff. Absolutely. So now you have Saturday Night Retro. Mm-hmm. And now you're watching Monday Night Nitro. Yep. On Saturday nights, you know, 1996 Monday Nitro. All of these on channels, Saturday nights on TBS or TNT. Being, all of these channels being 24/7 channels. You know a lot of these places are looking for filler for 2 in the morning. Yeah. And TNA's what better, best what better time to put an old episode of Nitro on TV. Yeah. And and here's the thing with with TNA and, and Impact because Tony apparently doesn't want to do this for some reason. I, I don't get it. But you have TNA come in and say, hey, for, I don't know, $2 million a year. I have no idea what the, the price of this right. would be. But let's just make it easy. $2 million a year, you get a weekly show from us that is so cheap to produce. Plus, for your streaming service, I've got 20 years, 20 plus years of back catalog Mm -hmm. that you're able to put on your streaming service tomorrow. Yeah. 20 years. You know. I mean, if we're talking, if if we're talking WWE. Oh, yeah, no, if we're talking WWE, I was talking TNA. Okay, yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, WWE. Now, with WWE and their Peacock structure, I don't know. Don't know how that would work. But, but yeah, you're absolutely like that's the, the strength of TNA's proposal TNA. right there is not only do you get a live show every week, you get a live show that every is week. cheap to produce, 
you yeah. get 20 plus years of back catalog. Do you see all of the, I think you mentioned it just a few minutes ago. Do you see all of these wrestling stars right now? You want to see where they came from? Yeah. Because AJ, you know, doing killer things over there on WWE. Mm-hmm. Here's when AJ was originally in TNA. And Samoa Joe you. doing killer things in AEW. Here's Samoa Joe where he came from in, in uh, TNA. And yes, I know they were both ROH people, but their big American splash on actual television was TNA. Yeah. It's amazing Punk. what we could see. I mean, but Tony is so high on his own farts. He can't see the danger he's in. AEW's in danger. They are. They really are. And what really confuses me is the fact that Tony is a is an executive with a football team and a football team. So I don't get why well, I guess I do, but I was going to say I don't get why he is so different here except for the reason that one managing the Jaguars, managing uh, was it Tottenham? I think is who he has, or I don't remember. Whoever the the premier team is, they have there. He's not the guy. He's one of the guys. Yeah, he is don't, the guy in AEW, and he's a fan. Don't don't forget that his NFL team and his football team, his soccer team, those aren't his. Yeah, they're his dads. They're his dads. But he's on the executive board. He oh, yeah. Is no, an he executive is. in the organization. He is. But his dad. I mean, technically, AEW's his dad's too. But. Yeah. But it's, it's here, son, go do this thing that you want to do and, and leave me alone. I mean, you're uh, not wrong. <laughs> you know, when, when I was growing up, my grandfather owned a grocery store. And I remember pestering him one day while he was trying to help customers when I was a little kid and, you know, young and dumb, didn't know what I was doing. He reaches over, hands me a candy bar and shoes me on my way. Mm-hmm. That's what Shad is doing. What with Shad did. He, he handed, he handed Tony a box of action figures and said, go play. You bother me. Yeah. And remember that Shad built himself up from nothing. Mm-hmm. And when I say nothing, I'm not a like connoisseur of Shad Khan's life. But I don't think he built him up from nothing like, say, Elon Musk built him up from nothing, where Elon was already a rich kid. Elon built himself up from an emerald mine? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I believe Shad built himself up from literally nothing and made himself into a billionaire. AEW's got to be careful. And Tony didn't do that. I, I am I am doubling, tripling down on the analogy of Tony Khan is playing with action figures. Mm-hmm. It's all he's doing. It's all he's doing. It's all he ever does. It's all he ever does. And just like the kid playing with action figures, if you break one, the mentality isn't that you've broken something and now you have to, you know, you have to replace it, you or you have to do it without, or any of that kind of stuff. It becomes, mom, dad, I need a new one, mm-hmm. and that's kind. Of, that's unfortunately that's what AEW feels like recently. Yeah, like when it started, I was cool seeing all the indie guys. I thought that was pretty damn cool. It was a it was a breath of fresh air from WWE. Yeah, and while I don't hate 
AEW having all of these former WWE guys. I love Edge. I like Cianney. Yeah. You know, I like Moxley. I don't need to see them every week. Let them take some backstage mm-hmm. to your AEW homegrown talents. 100%. You know, I want to see Darby more than I see Edge. You know, I, I want to see, see Sammy. I want to see Hook. I want to see Garcia. Yeah. I want to see the people that were the reason I tuned into AEW. Sure. I, 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 I want to see the Edge match. I want to see Edge versus Christian. I, 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 I'd be lying if I said I didn't. No. Yeah. But I don't need to see Edge versus Christian every week. I don't need that segment every week. I want to see Hook versus Moxley. Yeah. And I want that to be, I want Moxley to be Hook's final boss before he steps up to Joe. Mm-hmm. For the title, yeah, I, like that's the story that you tell with these guys. Use these eight, use these WWE guys, these established veterans. Use them to build your people. Mm-hmm. That's what they should be there for. And you know, of course, with Moxley, with Joe, you have guys that you can have them step into a title reign yeah. whenever you need to, or whenever it believable. works for the story. Because it's John Moxley. Yeah. It's Samoa Joe. It, it will always it's be edge. believable that Adam Copeland, Samoa Joe, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, it will always be believable that they have a belt. Mm-hmm. Jericho, for that matter, too. I don't think Jericho should be there right now, but that was, we talked about it a few minutes ago. Yeah. It is always believable that they can have a title. Use them to be your title holder while you're getting Hook over, yeah. while you're getting Darby fully over, while Sam. you're getting. Orange Cassidy over, or you're getting Sammy over. Yeah. Then have them beat that established veteran. Makes so much better storytelling to see Darby beat John Moxley for the title. Yeah. Yeah. We say all this to say, Tony, we're available. Yeah. We would be. Give us a call. We will totally book for you. Yeah. We would be happy to sit down and book with you. And, and, you know, write your show for you. Uh, we're in, I don't even think we would be unreasonably priced. Probably the best deal you're going to get. Yeah. But with all of that being said, we've run a little bit long tonight. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here and say thank you to Big Dog Liquor for supplying the liquor for the show most of the time. They are located in Gautier, Mississippi. Stop in, pick up something nice to drink. Tell them we sent you. If you don't know what it is that you like, have a conversation with him. He'll be more than happy to help guide you to something that you'll probably enjoy. Yeah. And hey, once you've uh, got your liquor, you've listened to us at least, mm-hmm. go give uh, Travelers on the Omnibus a listen. Absolutely. They're a field trip through nerd and pop culture. They just did their, uh, I think they called them the Omnis, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. Their uh, second annual Omni Awards. They, you know, their awards for best stuff. Yeah. In the nerds in the, in the nerd sphere, so um, give them a listen. Uh, if you like what you hear there, one of the uh, one of the travelers has his own podcast. It's exclusively on Spotify, but Fearology, and that is Jody's relationship with the love horror. letter to horror. Yeah, that's exactly. It's a love letter to horror. He also does some uh, experimental music and some other stuff on there. It's really cool. You should check it out and give him a listen. Absolutely. So I guess with all that said, are, are we going to skip silence your cell phones? Oh yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys. Uh, I'm, I'm totally leaving this in too. I guess. 
we should uh, shout out Silence Your Cell Phones for Jarrett and Kevin. Um, they talk about movies. They talk about bingeable stuff on Netflix. Mm. Um, they give pretty close to up-to-date movie reviews when they go see something in a theater. Uh, they also have a YouTube show. Yeah. So give them a watch and a listen. Uh, tell them, don't, don't tell them that I forgot them. Right. I'm totally leaving all that in. <laughs> I'm not editing that at all. But I guess now. Yeah. Uh, that's it. We will see y'all next week. Um, uh, you know, Hey, unless, unless Tony Khan calls us and is like, Hey, I need you to come book for AEW. Then you might not hear us next week because we'll be, you know, fancy. Yeah. And it might be a conflict of interest or something. I would say it would probably be a conflict of interest. And since that's not going to happen, we'll see y'all next week. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.